Alrighty, so here we are. Um, so, yeah, I've kind of been spacing stuff out, and I apologize for that, but I also missed when I wanted to put an episode out by five days, because, you know, podcast has been around for a year now, and um, a lot has changed, a lot has kind of stayed the same. My initial plan for this episode was I was going to just put a bunch of, like, sound sound bites from all of my episodes together, like some of my favorite moments, some of the worst moments, and some of the most cringy moments. But I couldn't get half of that stuff to load out here because <sighs> Wi-Fi isn't exactly the best. So um, what I think I'm going to do instead is just talk about the show, talk about you guys, talk about just how things have changed in the past year. Because honestly, it feels like it's been more than a year and a whole lot has changed and it just, it's been a lot. As you guys know, I really um, started this podcast out when I was kind of in a bad place, and um, yeah, a lot has changed. Um, I kind of retook control of my mental health because I realized that if I didn't, I was going to end up in a very bad place, and I just felt like that wouldn't be the right thing to do, especially you know, with having kids and such. So I kind of... When I first started the show, it was mostly me just being angry about everything and just doing, like, really this, like, stupid commentary on a lot of different things. And I, I'm not, not going to lie. Some of it at first was kind of cringy, and, but it was kind of fun at the same time. And then I kind of hit my stride, and then, you know, a lot of other things happened, and just kind of had to, had to take a step back. So with that being said, um, I just want to thank everybody who's kind of been there since the beginning and who, who's been out here trying to giving me as much support as they can and just supporting the show in general because honestly without that support without people you know being there I probably wouldn't even have gotten to a year I would probably quit I mean I say this like almost every time I talk about the show I would have probably quit after like episode five but here we are sorry I am exhausted still even though I kind of actually slept well for once and um yeah, shit, I don't even know what to talk about. I am not all the way awake yet. So I think, so I, I, don't, I don't know if I want to talk about, yeah, let's talk about the show. So when I first started the show, I think my, fuck, what was my, I don't even remember what my first episode was. Oh no. <laughs> Actually, I can check. So when I first started the show, you know, it was just me being me, doing doing dumb stuff. So the first episode I, t- I did was, oh, shit, was political. Oh, man, I went, I went politics first. And a lot, like, honestly, like, think, looking back at it and looking at my, my initial, like, you know, episode, like, going into politics was such a funny moment for me because, you know, usually I kind of I keep that stuff privately and I don't really talk about it a whole lot unless I'm, like, unless it's, like, with my really close friends. Like Billy, me and Billy talk about politics whenever we can for some reason. But like, I don't know. It was just—it's just so funny that I would—I would start. I think I just wanted to like kind of bring everybody in and like shock them with that for some reason. I don't know why I did it, but I did it, and then um, it paid off. It worked. I mean, honestly, the the politics episode is one of my most popular episodes, on top of the cryptids episode, which, by the way, I'm still very much obsessed with cryptids and. Cryptozoology and all those things. Mothman is still the the one the one that I just want to meet because it's Mothman. 
which kind of sucks now because like everybody and their mother loves Mothman now, so it doesn't feel as cool. That's right, I said it. So um, yeah, this has been a it's been a wild ride. And all of you, oh, excuse me, and all of you have been around to see it. And I, I, you guys have heard me have some really good days, some really bad days. Like I did an entire, I felt like five episode block of just things to do with mental health. And that was something that personally, it took a lot to do because I'm not, I was, I've never been comfortable talking about my mental health. I've never been comfortable dealing with it and trying to find ways to actually mitigate it and improve myself because it was just to me, honestly, I think at at that point in my life, it was a pride thing. And I just didn't want to give up. I don't not give up. I don't know. I felt like, you know, it's a pride thing when you're a dude. And it's like, yeah, if you do this, you're you're a pussy and you're weak and all this other shit. So I guess that kind of, that was a roadblock I had to get over. And when I got over it, everything got better. I mean, I, I can definitely say that I've gotten a lot better as time has gone on. And things have improved in my own life and a variety of different ways and I'm actually more than happy about that like you know there's still I still have bad days everybody has bad days but I I feel like I've had a lot more good days than I've had a lot of bad days and I feel like that's more important you know finding the good in life and such and and such and things like that um so that's kind of been that's been helpful and I've definitely improved and I'm very much significantly more happy about that so let's talk about what I did after the politics episode. I don't even remember what I did after that. Wait, I think... Yeah, so it was politics, Mothman, old cryptids. Oh! The Lobster Cult, which, by the way, is still going strong. They have a lot more members. I haven't seen anything else like updated about it. I'm actually going to reach out to the creator of the page again. And I think when I get back from what I'm doing currently, I'm actually going to try to get her on the show and have her talk about it a little bit more. Because we've texted about it a few times, and it was funny, and it's still it's still funny to me that it exists and that it just got so popular so fast, which is what freaked me out the most about it. But it was really it's really cool. Like you know, there's a variety of different people are into it, and it's just such a funny little experience to like watch. It's kind of like watching. There's like a group on Facebook. It's got like two million, like close to two million people in it. It's a group where people act like ants or something. They pretend to be ants in an ant colony. It's something that happened during COVID. Which is still kind of funny to me. COVID really brought out the crazies in some cases, it seems like. <laughs> but then, I mean, it's fun. Like, the internet's a fun place to do stuff like that. Literally, without the internet, I wouldn't be doing this show. So then moving on from there, you know, I did... Let me see. So I did, I did Civil War statues, which we all know caused a lot of fun stuff for everybody involved in that whole shebang. So then after that, I gave an update about what's going on in my life. I'm just going through my entire episode list because I know you guys have all listened to them, but it's just fun to kind of like get my own commentary on um, everything that I've done. Ooh, when I talked about the shit that happened in D.C., I still get in trouble for that one. People still have an issue with me talking about that because I don't agree with the with one group of the people, and I'm never going to agree with them because it was just not the right thing to do in that time. Hence the name of the episode is called What's Going On. <laughs> so I did memes, you know, memes. Uh, I love memes. I still, I'm still really big on memes. And I don't know, like, I just, 
what's really weird is since I've like started working on my own mental health, it's kind of gotten easier. Like, like memes just haven't been like as entertaining and I've kind of been able to distract myself and do things in a more healthy way. Like I play more, like if I'm having a weird time and I want to like clear my mind, like I'll play video games or something. So then after memes, we talked about men's health, which then right after that we did inward thinking. And then right after that we did inward thinking part two with my first guest, one of my closest friends, Damien, who actually, his and my show is still, it's still, it still exists. Don't worry, everybody. We didn't quit. We're just, it's busy. We're busy. It's hard to do things together. So then after that, I did, I talked about Fallout, which is one of my favorite games. It still is. I just, I just lost a little bit of interest in it. I don't know why. So that's the whole thing. Jeez, I've only been going for eight minutes. So then after that, I did regret, you know, because that's one thing that can really hurt a person is just constantly feeling like you're in a constant state of regret and you're holding yourself back because you, you're not, you're not getting past things that you, that, that have hurt you or that you've done that have hurt other people. So then after that, I don't want to talk more on that because I just, that episode is rough. And I apologize for that. I kind of got real open with you guys, and I feel like I got a little too open. But you can't really put any of that back now, so enjoy that. So then right after that, me and Billy, one of my other best friends of all time, did Cancel Culture. And that was probably one of my favorite episodes, just because it was just me and him just going at it for an hour, for over an hour, just talking, just hanging out. So then after that, I did another update, and then I talked about COVID. I talked about COVID. Not really. I really thought I was never going to really talk about COVID on this show, but I did. Because things just got funky with it, and people just got over the top with it. I just got bad. And after that, um, I, started, I talked about writing a book and leaving a legacy. So fun fact, I actually, it took me months. I talked about that in March. I talked about that in fucking March of this year. It took me months to get to the point where I was ready to write it. I'm actually currently in the middle of writing it. Like, I started really getting into it a few days ago, and... Hello. Hey, you want to go to the We're going to the All right, one sec. Alrighty, sorry, I did. <clears throat> yeah, interrupted. Well, not really interrupted. I, I got invited to go out, so I decided that I was going to go out and have some fun with some friends out here. Which in reality was actually a really good time and is probably one of the best like best things I could have done today. So, <laughs> yeah. So back to it. So I think the last thing I talked about was COVID, my, my COVID episode, and I guess really that kind of brings us up to up to date on well all the old stuff because you know everything besides that these past couple these past few months has been relatively I guess recent. I guess that's the word I'm going to use for it because you know I haven't really been doing much. So, with that, you know, everything that's been going on with the show and how things have changed and evolved as the show's gone on, I've been thinking about kind of adding more of like a, um, what is it, like world news kind of thing, like instead of just doing hot takes on stuff is like kind of, not like, like half, like kind of like reporting on things and kind of putting out like information that's going on in places that aren't just the United States because I feel like that's something that doesn't happen a whole lot because no one really gives a shit about anything happening outside of America and I feel like it's important to kind of do that to kind of expand out on things and kind of make sure that everybody knows that there's more there's more going on in the world than just what's happening at home 
And that's something that with the show that I've, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited to do because I did an episode about what's going like the rioting and protesting in Australia due to COVID restrictions and people seem to really like that. And it helped me kind of, you know, like expand my audience to Australia. And, you know, I had some friends in Australia already and they, they listened to it. They loved it. They thought it was really cool that somebody was actually talking about it because their media is not really talking about it. And the best way to get information about that is through TikTok and barely even there because for some reason this videos magically all get taken down after a little bit. So that's kind of just been something I've been working on and kind of trying to workshop because I feel like that's something important is to not just get the perspective of America, but get the perspective of the world at large. And that's something I I genuinely care about, especially like later on in life, because I do intend to try to get into politics later on, like in a few years, not right now. But in a few years from now, getting into politics, kind of evolving and trying to find ways and help people to get the solutions that we at the general public need instead of waiting on people who are in their 60s and 70s making these laws that they're not even going to really have to deal with. And I feel like that's something that's really important because we need younger people in, in our government to actually help people our age, help us, like, so we can make it so things will be easier, so life can be... So, so we can write the laws, we can make the rules that will help us as younger adults in this country, not just older people and corporations. And I feel like that's something that, that's really driving me to make this decision because I feel like it's a need. It's not, it's not just a want, it's a need that needs to happen in America. We need younger people, we need younger voices, we need everybody to be, have, be able to have their voice heard because right now I feel like that's not happening. And that's something that I would want to bring to the table. That's something I would want to bring up in Congress, in the Senate, even all the way up to like the presidency or even the Supreme Court. I feel like that's important. I feel like that's something we need. And later, like that's, that's kind of my end goal at some point is to end up in politics, end up being able to take on those kinds of challenges to promote a better lifestyle and a better life for people in, in my life, everybody else's life, people my age. And, you know, I'm 25, so, you know, I don't know, I don't have as many life experiences as, you know, people who have been around, who are like in their 50s or their 40s. But that really shouldn't matter because we're going to be making the laws that are going to be affecting people my age. And fucking even people younger than me. And that's something that I feel like is very important, personally. Like, to me, that's very important to my friends, it's very important to people I hang out with and I... I like to spend my time with, it's very important to them because I feel like we all need to have our voices heard. And I think one thing that really does need to change before I can run into politics is working on my whole public speaking thing. Like, this is easy because it's just me talking and recording it and putting it on the internet and whatever happens, happens. But when it comes to public speaking, everyone's going to hang on your every word, make, look at you, judge you, and all these other fun things. So that's something I'm going to work on and I need to work on, but I'll get there when I get there. <laughs> but I mean, some updates for me is... um my. I've, I've kind of had, I kind of slipped up mental health wise. I got into a bad spot, but I've, I've noticed it ahead of time. I used the resources I had available to myself and I did everything I could to be proactive and try to solve that issue. And it's been rough, but I did it. And that's all that matters. Um, what else? I want to talk about some stuff that's going on in the world, but at the same time, my opinion, I don't want to like cause any issues involving a certain court. Like, so basically the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff happened. Yes, it happened. Congratulations. Um, my only thing that was a problem with it was the precedent legally it was going to it was going to set whether or not you can actually defend yourself 
Or if you get caught by a mob of angry people, you're just supposed to let them, you know, have their way with you and do whatever they want to do to you. Which was my stake on it, which is kind of where I had an issue with it. Because when you look at all of the evidence and everything brought out and the horrible way the media treated this, um, all evidence aside, he did, in fact, defend himself. Should he have been there? No. But he also had family in Kenosha. He lived 30 minutes away. He worked there. And that's the other thing about it is the fact that everyone said he it made the media made it sound like he was driving from miles and miles away to do this. Like he was driving like over four hours to be part of this. But he worked in Kenosha. He, he had family in Kenosha. His father lived in Kenosha. And he was there to, you know, provide protect like to, you know, help protect a business to help do these other things as well as he was. He offered people medical help. Like he had things with him that could help people if like they, they were hurt, like and try to help them that way. And that's when the group of people who he inevitably had to take their lives of at threatened him and started advancing towards him and making 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 him question his own safety in the situation and watching as I, I followed the court case very very intently and I saw a lot of things in the media where like the judge was being biased the prosecution was doing amazing and when they weren't the the prosecution came in and then immediately questioned him about him you know, his silence, which, you know, is his right. When you're, when you're arrested, you have the right to remain silent, and he chose to do that. The prosecution then tried to grill him for that, for doing that, and it's just kind of, that's not what you do. That was the wrong thing. That's what the judge even called them on that, and that's when people started thinking that the judge was being biased. On top of the fact that the prosecution then tried to ask him questions to make him doubt himself, create issues, as well as the fucking lead prosecutor decided to take the fucking AR-15 with his finger on the goddamn trigger and point it at the jury. Which is by far the worst possible thing you could have done. And that really was horrible and, and stupid. It was stupid. There's no other way to put it. The guy was stupid for doing that. Then when they had the only person from that scuffle outside of Rittenhouse who survived come up on the stand and then right then and there that's when I knew exactly that's honestly when my biggest like when I knew set in stone that it was self-defense is when he said that Rittenhouse did not pull up the firearm on him until he decided to take his pistol out and point it at him which in reality that guy shouldn't have even had a pistol because he was a convicted felon and in the United States if you commit a felony you cannot own a firearm so the question isn't really why does Rittenhouse have a firearm? Because he was lit within his legal rights to have it because he did not move it over state lines. He got it while he was there because it was at his father's house. But why did a convicted felon have the firearm? And that's the question that nobody's asking because this guy made himself to be the victim when in reality everything that led up to the point and every, every shred of evidence to that point pointed that he was not the victim. And that's something that with this case, with the situation that kind of just aided me. So I'm like, this guy was in the wrong, but everyone's treating him like he's in the right. Also, I bought a candle today, and now I can't find it. I think I left it somewhere, so I'm going to have to go look for that here in a second. But I want to get this done, because this is, this is my show, and I haven't done an episode for you guys too, for a long time. But that's, that's where I'm at with it. That's my take on the situation I know it sounds, it sounds very vague, but with everything going on, it's been so overreported on, but it's been overreported in the wrong way, where the media has done everything in its power to make Rittenhouse look like the villain. He should not have been there. I do not think he should have been there in any way, shape, or form, and that's where I kind of have issue with everything that happened, is if he wasn't there, that probably would not have happened the way it did. And he wouldn't have had to go to court. He wouldn't have had to kill, like, 
take the lives of other people. But other than that, um, you know, it's it's been a year. The show's been around for a year. And it's just so weird to think about because I would not be here. I think I said this earlier, but I would not be here without you, without everybody who listens to the show, without everybody who supports it, without everybody who reaches out to see what's going on, see when asking when a new episode's coming out. I would not I wouldn't be here without you. And I'm never going to be able to thank you guys enough for that. Because it's a, it's a huge thing. Like it, it, it means the world that people wanted to listen to this. People wanted to hear me talk about whatever I felt like talking about that day. And it's amazing and I'm happy for it. And I will never be able to thank you guys enough. And then once the show gets big enough, I might, I might try to do live shows. I might try to travel. I might try to do these cool things. Billy and I have some plans for future podcasting endeavors that we might, we might want, we, we want to do. We want to try these things. We want to do these cool things. We want to be able to get our names out there. We want to be able to make these shows huge so we can do them full time for you guys and for us because it's fun. We love it. I love this. This is so much fun for me, especially because people just like to listen to hear me talk. It, it definitely helps the old ego. So, um, so it's a huge thank you to you guys and a huge thank you to everybody in my life who has been able to, who's been with me every step of the way, who's been listening, who's been offering support who's people who've given me advice like did I ask for the advice no am I thankful for the advice yes even though when they they try to give it to me I might not seem like I'm interested in it but in but I am I mean I'm, I'm glad that people are willing to help people are willing to go out of their way to do things I'm actually gonna continue to talk while I go get my candle but it's just the show is just it's been a it's been a huge part of my life and it's also been a very good outlet for me to get certain things out, be able to express my feelings and ex- express myself because that's not something I've been very, um, I guess, good at throughout life. So it's kind of, it's kind of a huge deal to me that I'm able. I, I finally kind of found like an outlet that works. And I don't know if I talked about it earlier, but the book I have started on it, like officially. Oh, I did talk about it earlier. But as you all know, um, mental health is something that's very important to me. So the first chunk of the book is, is about that. So to kind of counteract that, I decided to make the second chapter about the weird things I've seen on the internet. Outside of uh, the lobster cult, which is still my favorite thing on the planet, not going to lie. But... Yeah, the book's coming along. I'm actually going to start working on it again tonight after I finish recording here. I'm actually tired. It's only like 5 o'clock. But that's that's really it. I mean, a year. Didn't really expect it. Honestly, I didn't think I was going to make it this long. I say that every time. But I have... And the goal is to keep it going, you know? And that's something I can keep doing as long as I've got the support from you guys. And I have the want to do it. It's not just like, okay, these guys support me, let me do it. It's more of like I have to want to have, I I have to want it. I don't want to have to like, because I make myself feel like I'm obligated to do it. Then I'm never going to want to do it again. I'm going to want to quit and not do it anymore. But I don't have that feeling. I know because I. This is something I want. This is something I need, not need. 
but it's definitely something that means a lot to me because I know it means a lot to other people. Other people want this and people, other people want to, I guess, experience it. I guess <laughs> I guess to call my show an experience is kind of like a, a, a negative kind of, con- has a negative connotation to it. But other than that, um, you guys know I'm very big on suicide prevention. I'm very big on mental health awareness. So I think I'm also going to start doing this at the end of every episode is I'm just going to give you guys the suicide hotline number. Which is 800 oh shit, 800-273-8255. And if you're a veteran, um, the Veteran Crisis Line is that same number, but then when you get to the prompts, you press 1. And if you ever need to talk um, or just want to reach out and see what's going on in my life or anything like that, um, you can email me. It's uh, M-A-T-A-Z-A-265 at Outlook.com. That is the email address I use for the podcast and anybody who wants to reach out about sponsorships or things like that. Or if you want to make donations or something funny like that, I don't know. I don't know what you guys do. That's where it is. That's the that's the central communication hub. I think when it gets bigger, I might get a phone number for the show and use like WhatsApp. But until then, I'm just going to like play it where it lies. But, <laughs> but you guys have been you guys have been amazing. It has been a, it's been an amazing experience and I, I love you all. And I can't wait to see where the rest of this journey takes us. Because I'm not quitting. I'm not going anywhere. Um, and you can't say anything bad about me that I already haven't said about myself, if I'm being honest. Because I am not my biggest fan. I genuinely dislike myself some days. <clears throat> but that's part of life. You know, It's more of like hating yourself than getting through it. Finding things you hate about yourself and improving them. Because a lesson that I've learned is that you cannot truly love somebody, and this sounds cliche as fuck. Um, you can't truly love somebody until you love yourself. And if anything, I do love myself. There are just certain things that I want to change. And I'm, going, I'm working on changing those things. I'm working on growing as a human being and as an individual. And you guys, you guys mean the world. You guys have been awesome. Um, I I hope to hear back. I hope to hear from you guys. If you guys got have anything in life going on that's crazy, um, and if you ever want to, if shit, if you want to like come on the show and like just talk and talk about whatever the fuck you want to talk about, I might not know you very well, but we can have fun with it. We just gotta like set some ground rules. But fuck it, we can do that too. I mean, I'm down. Anything to keep people interacted. You know what I'm saying? But. Um, I, I guess that's a, I think that's kind of where, no, 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 no. Well, I had a gold bloom moment with all those no's. Uh, <laughs> um, so, I am at a point in my life where a lot of hard decisions have to get made. And not even from the perspective of like, you know, like, what am I going to eat today? But like, you know, like where I want to be five years from now, what I want to do five, like 10 years from now, who, who do I need to be? Who do I want to be? And who, what, what do I need to do to get to that point? And a lot of that has to do with going like education. And I'm actually going back and I'm pra- I'm, I'm studying for the um, LSAT because I kind of had this inclination a few months back um, that I wanted to, I wanted to be a lawyer. 
And <clears throat> because there are people in this world who do not get represented, represented, represented in the legal system that do need that representation, that do need that help to get through a situation. You know, they're in, they're in a bad spot in life. They have a partner who's horrible to them and things like that. Or kids who just need to be represented when it comes to things to do with their families. And I want to be that person. So I've taken the steps. I've started the steps. I've started studying and looking at schools, and it's just a huge deal. And since I tell you I, I, I'm pretty open about stuff, I feel like this is something I should have been open about. And that's going to be fun. So I will keep you guys updated on that journey as well. And I just hope to see you guys as this continues on. And you guys are great. I, I love you guys. I, you know, I'm, I'm here. So if you, need, if you have an issue, email me. I will, I will email you back. I will talk to you about it. I will get to the, I, we will get down to it and we will try to solve this, like your, the problem together. I'm not a professional. So all of my opinions and all of my advice is not something you should, you should take. It's something you should take with a grain of salt because I'm not a trained professional by any means. I just have, all of my stuff is based off my own experiences in my own life and how I feel about certain things. So with all of that being said, I would like to say, um, well, good night. I will see you guys on the next one.